people really buy, they buy your why. They don't buy your what. Welcome to Honest E-Commerce, a podcast dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer, and I believe running a direct-to-consumer brand does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. On this podcast, we interview founders and experts who are putting in the work and creating real results. I also share my own insights from running our top Shopify consultancy, Electric Eye. We cut the fluff in favor of facts to help you grow your e-commerce business. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Honest E-Commerce. I'm your host, Chase Clymer. And today, I'm welcoming to the show, Nicole Jenny. Nicole is the co-owner and founder of G-Pig Box and Bunny Box. They are monthly subscription boxes that deliver toys and treats to guinea pig and rabbit owners. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Oh, I'm excited to chat. Subscription boxes are a new popular topic here on the show. Um, I kind of alluded to it, uh, but can you just quickly let people know like what's in these boxes? What are they getting when they sign up for this? You know, what's, what's the actual product this, these businesses are selling? Yeah, it's not a guinea pig. Contrary to popular belief, a lot of people ask us, if we sign up for a guinea pig box, are you sending us a guinea pig every month? No, but we are sending you fun stuff that your guinea pig is going to enjoy to enhance their lives to provide enrichment. And we do that for rabbits as well. So people who own guinea pigs and rabbits can get goods every month. We change it up. It's a lot of fun. Uh, that's amazing. And now I'm assuming you started with one before the other? We did. Yes. We started with G-Pig Box first. Awesome. All right. Well, take me back in time. Where'd the idea for this business come from? It actually... It started out as a dog idea. So we've been in the pet space for a long time. Uh, Fetch Pet Products is our parent company. And we started in the dog world and we're kind of thinking of ideas of how to get our products to consumers during the pandemic. Um, you know, everything was affected during the pandemic. So we started brainstorming the idea of a subscription box and we were doing a lot of research on that. And really the dog market is, it's a tough competition and it's pretty flooded with all kinds of things already. And um, I had just adopted two guinea pigs in the height of the pandemic, Ginny and Pidge, shout out to them. And uh, I was just kind of, you know, making lists and brainstorming ideas. And I looked over at them and I was like, I wonder if anybody has done this before. And there really wasn't anything out there like it. So my thought was either somebody tried it and it failed, like there's not a market for it, or maybe nobody's tried it yet. So maybe we should give it a shot. And then from there, the ideas just started flowing. We set up a website in like less than a week and we just like launched this thing to see what we could do. And it, and it blew up. Oh my, we're going to get all into that. All right. So, <laughs> uh, do you remember, uh, what month or maybe even I, you obviously during the pandemic, you're, you're, do you remember what month? Cause I just want to talk about the timeline here and it's really fun for me. Yeah. So this was um, this was October of 2020 when I adopted the guinea pigs. Was it the same month that you had the idea? The same month I had the idea? No, I think December is when I started thinking about subscription boxes. Um, so I had them for about two months and was taking care of them. They came from like a neglect case. So of course they're pulling at my heartstrings and I'm, you know, spending a lot of time with them and getting to know them. And then when an idea of kind of changing it up, like what, what can we do to change up our business, change the trajectory of our future with our business? And then I was like, let's just flip this on its head and do something completely different. Like, can we pull this off? And I think they were excited about it. They got to test all kinds of products and toys. You know, they had the best time of their lives. So yeah, December, we started thinking about it. January, we launched the website. In March, we sent our first box. 
Okay, hold on. We're, we're, there's a lot that happens in, in these three I months. Know, right, so yeah. you, have, <laughs> you have this idea. You have two product testers that yep. are willing to test anything. But yep. how do you validate this idea? What do you do? Uh, you know, do you, how do you make sure this was a good uh, investment of your time? Yeah. Well, actually, I joined a course on how to start a subscription box. So Sarah Williams uh, out of Texas has a subscription box company. She kind of like teaches a course and has a whole um, community there called Launch Your Box. And so that was where I kind of got the idea for the concept of the box itself. But the details were something that we had to figure out like exactly what we were curating and what we were sending. Um, but since we've already kind of been in the pet space, we had great connections with suppliers, distributors, where we could buy stuff at wholesale. So we just kind of curated, you know, six months ahead and had a plan for items we could buy and how quickly we could scale and kind of put all those logistical pieces together before we actually like sent that launch out to the public. Awesome. All right. So you invest in yourself in education, which is the best way place to ever invest. And now... Yes. So you've got a coach in your corner helping you do this the right way. Mm-hmm. And you know, I know there are entrepreneurs out there right now that are still working on their website. How did you build a website in a week? Yeah. So that's a great question. So I'm actually familiar with website building because I'm a graphic designer by trade. So I worked in WordPress for a long time, which a lot of people use for their e-commerce. I have used Shopify for a while. And so I was familiar with Shopify. I did some more research there and did it myself. I also now teach a how-to Shopify DIY course on creating a Shopify store for e-commerce specifically. And I pair up with Sarah to do that within that community. So I've kind of been a Shopify expert for a little while, luckily. But I know that like the tech is where a lot of people get hung up. But keep going. Don't get hung up on tech. You can do it. I think it's uh, the amount of choices that are out there. It's the analysis paralysis, and it's yes. this uh, this ever chasing this idea of perfection. Yeah, which doesn't exist. Yes. Yeah. My my sister is also an entrepreneur, and she has a great saying. And I'm glad I learned it after schooling. You know, after college. But <laughs> this saying is, and we chuckle when we say this, but 80% is good enough. Oh my god! And it was kind of like if you wait for it to be 100%. I know you're nodding. You're like rolling your eyes. Like, yep, exactly. If you wait for it to be 100%, it's never going to get off the ground. So we got the Shopify store in place. We got the subscription you know, application in place for people to sign up and subscribe. And then from there, it was just constantly monitoring it and, and making it better and better. This is a little more in like the, the SaaS ecosystem, but it's like, if you're not embarrassed of the first version of your product, you've waited too long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a great, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. There have been so many iterations of the website or the customer experience or the emails that have gone out, but I really wouldn't have done it any other way. I think we, we crossed those spots when we needed to and we we updated them when we needed to. And I think as long as you can always have the mindset of like, this is not the finish line, this is the starting line. And then it's just an evolution from there all the time. Um, I think you can have success with that. You got to adapt. Absolutely. All right. So you um, have a website, an MVP that is good enough and you're ready to launch. (laughs) And how do you get those first customers? What is the go-to-market strategy? Yeah. So the go-to-market strategy always like you want to nurture your social media audience. So we were making videos and I don't love being on video, but the guinea pigs are, are great, you know, little targets on video. And if somebody sees a guinea pig in the first frame of a video, they're going to watch it. 
So we, you know, holding guinea pigs, hey, I'm here with Ginny and we're doing a clay, cage cleaning video today. And people would just watch and like, and we were just getting hundreds of people every few days. And then we had thousands of subscribers. But with that, when we launched, we also did paid advertising. Um, you know, we did that to an audience of people who had interest in guinea pigs and that brought in a lot of conversions, though expensive, you know, that is quite an investment to make. Our thoughts were if we can get them, you know, signed up for a certain amount and they stay subscribed for a while, we'll see a return on our investment eventually. And that's exactly what happened. I want to get into the paid side a little bit more in a second, but you were launching organically and you just glossed over like how you were making these videos. So you know that your target market are people that are interested in guinea pigs or own guinea pigs. Mm -hmm. So. I'm just, I don't know the answers to everyone. Just to let you know, I'm asking and I'm assuming on some of this stuff. Yeah. Um, you are like, all right, let's make educational videos around guinea pig ownership as a way to a foot in the door for the content. You know, how did you build that idea out? And then the second is like, was this just on Instagram or Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube? Like, what, what platforms were you doing this on? Yeah. So at the time, this was before like the iOS update too, when we could have a lot more data from people who were watching things and interacting with us. But mostly it was on Instagram. We were making reels. So like reels at the time were like kind of new, um, but they were pushing it a lot more than static posts on social media. And we really didn't know what kind of content people were going to watch. We had to test a whole bunch of things. So it could just have been as easy as like, here's something I'm feeding Ginny and she loves it or like cage cleaning videos. The time of day mattered. How often we posted them made a difference. So it was a lot of trial and error for a while. But once we kind of figured out what the algorithm wanted to see, it really took off. Hey, everybody. I just wanted to take a few moments to talk about a partnership we've had at the agency for years. Electric Eye and Recharge have been partners for longer than I can remember. Recharge is our go-to solution for clients when it comes to subscriptions. At Electric Eye, we know the ins and outs of Recharge. For example, we've set up replenishment subscriptions for consumables, created countless subscribe and save campaigns, and most recently, we got a client into a Recharge beta program to utilize Recharge's dynamic bundling solution for subscriptions. We've partnered with Recharge to solve subscription, loyalty, and membership for a day diverse range of clients spanning industries like food and beverage, automotive, supplements, CPG, and beauty. Not only is Recharge an incredible partner, they've been paving the way for subscription solutions longer than anyone else in the game. The product is unmatched, giving them a massive advantage against the competition. Clients often come to us because they've struggled to find agencies that truly understand how to harness the power of Recharge. We're not just familiar, we're bona fide Recharge experts. It's one of our specialties. It's a pain point we're happy to solve. As a top-tier Recharge expert, we have unparalleled access to support and resources that ensure we'll have a successful outcome. We stay appraised of all their new feature releases and compatibilities, bundling, memberships, flows, you name it, we know it. So. If subscriptions, memberships, or loyalty are on your to-do list and you're ready to have it done, just let us know. Visit electriceye.io slash recharge today to learn more about how we can tailor Recharge's robust product to your specific needs. That's E-L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Y-E dot I-O slash R-E-C-H-A-R-G-E. Let the experts at Electric Eye get it done the right way the first time. Join the ranks of our satisfied clients who partnered with us and recharged to harness recurring revenue within their business. 
If you don't know what that sound is, you might be listening to the wrong podcast. That is the sound of another sale on your Shopify store. That's right, folks. We finally made it. Shopify is a sponsor of today's episode of Honest Ecommerce. And I'm here today to talk about Shopify's point of sale solution. Shopify point of sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. This has been a huge issue for clients of our agency in the past. You need your inventory to be synced in real time and Shopify POS does just that. Connect with customers in-store and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. You can get hardware that fits your business, take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success at every step along the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash honest, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash honest, H-O-N-E-S-T, to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash honest. All right. I want you to picture this. You're an e-commerce merchant juggling multiple platforms to manage your email marketing, SMS campaigns, and product reviews. It's a time-consuming and costly ordeal. But with Sendlane, those days of chaos are long gone. Sendlane brings together the power of email, SMS, and reviews all in one convenient place. So you can say goodbye to the hassle of separate tools and hello to simplified operations, increased efficiency, unified customer experience, and huge savings. And I haven't even gotten to the best part. With the all-new free Sendlane reviews, you can leverage social proof to build trust and credibility with potential customers. Let me say that again. Free product reviews. With Sendlane, you pay for email and SMS and you get reviews for free. Sendlane understands that customer feedback is essential for the success of any e-commerce business. That's why they've made it an integral part of their platform without any additional cost to you. By unifying these key components of your tech stack, Sendlane helps you save time and money all while generating more revenue. Don't let your e-commerce tech stack hold you back. Embrace the unifying force of Sendlane and take your business to new heights. Sign up today and experience the power of streamlined operations, increased efficiency, and revenue growth. Visit sendlane.com slash honest to learn more and schedule your free consultation with a Sendlane expert. That's sendlane.com slash honest. When did you start to put money behind it? Now, were you putting money behind the reach of it or were you trying to retarget people to push them towards the product? Um, Initially, it was we were running just traffic ads uh, to reach and a few conversion ads, but we really did start spending right away. Um, and we wanted to make sure that we were seeing conversions right away. So along with making sure that our funnel, you know, was nurturing our audience properly, we had them from traffic ads to the website, like a landing page that had, you know, a sales page and, um, easy conversion for that. We wanted to make sure like our email retargeting was good and all that. So we set, we made sure we had a pretty solid funnel before we started investing in paid traffic, but we knew it was working immediately when we turned it on because we had sales right away. 
That's amazing. Now, can you share any inside uh, stuff about the budgets that you were allocating? Yeah. I think when we first started, we were like 30 bucks a day. Um, and then from there, we could kind of get an idea of what our cost per acquisition was. So at the time, again, this was before the iOS update. And I think we were acquiring customers for like 9 to $15 per customer. So we have a couple sales. And when we consistently had two or three sales a day on a $30 budget, we upped it a little more and a little more and a little more um, until we're spending, you know, 100 to $150 a day and having conversions that way. But the best reach is that social media audience because it's free and it's organic. And like how many people, you know, I went through the Starbucks drive through a couple of weeks ago and someone saw my t-shirt. I have like these guinea pigs as a stack of pancakes on a t-shirt. And the guy goes, sweet shirt. Where'd you get that? And I was like, oh, we made it. He goes, yo, Casey over here has a guinea pig. Like somebody knows somebody with a guinea pig. <laughs> so even if people who see our stuff don't have one, they always tag somebody who does. And that's just, that's the best kind of reach that you could get paid or not paid. Just referral, referral, referral. Yeah, and that's one of the beauties of, of such a niche product. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. You can't take life too seriously when you kind of work with guinea pigs all day, right? <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay. So uh, you are acquiring customers. You have paid going. It's starting to work. You know, Where does it go from there? Where does it really hit scale? Where do you really start to go take a step back and be like, well, we really got something here? In the first month, honestly, we had, we turned on ads. Um, we turned on the website like the first week of January. And by the end of the month, we had 280 subscribers. So we were thinking like, it'd be great if we had like 50. We'll just fill these boxes in the garage. You know, every great business starts like in a garage or a basement. And so we were out there. Our first boxes, like I said, shipped in March. So we were kind of collecting pre orders to see what sort of volume we would be doing and how we had to scale. And once we went over 100 and saw it not slowing down, we were like, oh, this is something that's going to actually <laughs> actually fly. Were you... Before you launched this, you know, before you sold even the first pre-order, like, were you still in your mind like, this is a test and if it doesn't go well, like, all right, well, we can pivot or... Yes. Yeah. And then how how long into turning things live and, and saying go, did you go, we got it? Four days. It was four days? I think so. We launched on like a Tuesday. And like by Friday, I was like, this is work. People are doing... They're signing up. They're subscribing. And I think as long as the trajectory continues to go as it does, we're going to see a lot of subscribers. So yeah, we had 280 in our first three weeks of having paid ads on. And um, started in the garage and we fulfilled two boxes out of the garage, bursting at the seams. And by May, we had an 1100 square foot warehouse. That's amazing. All right. And now, uh, obviously, with this launch, you were working with a coach. Did she go, hey, hold on, like, this is different than a lot of these other things? She she certainly did kind of pick us out of the crowd and go, this is something really niche. And, um, it was a good reminder, you know, they say the riches are in the niches kind of thing. Yeah. So, um, we weren't working like one on one per se at that time. I was just kind of in the group following the training, you know, attending the lives. And then after we kind of had some discussions about Shopify and, and graphic design things, she took a, a closer look and then we moved on to like joining a scaling. She has a scale your box program. So we went from the launch program very quickly into the scale program because we were growing so quickly. But um, 
yeah, it was it was crazy whirlwind. That's amazing. And so we're talking three months from like ideation to validation, mm-hmm. and then you're getting into scaling this business. And this is still pandemics going on. Yes, this is 2021. We we launched officially. Absolutely. So what happened? You know, since then things are working. Obviously, you have to get a warehouse. There's the growing pains of a scaling business. Do you remember anything from that time period that's worth sharing? Oh my gosh. Yeah, definitely issues with supply. Um, And that would be something that I feel like everybody should expect to happen. Like always have a plan B with a supplier because something will fall through last minute or you might need a contact to get some something last minute. Um, You know, like just for example, we used, we, our first box, we printed cards with the contents that were coming in the box and something changed. And I went, Oh my gosh, we have to reprint these cards. So instead of doing that over and over again, because that was an issue for a last minute change, we changed our cards to have a QR code that went to a blog post on our website. So then if something changed last minute, we could just update it in real time. So like I said, you just learn to adapt. You take these these problems or these growing pains per se. And from the universe, you kind of accept it and go, this is a teaching moment. Like clearly there's something we can do better here. So certainly supply last minute was an issue in the pandemic, shipping. Um, you know, they changed tariffs on, on stuff coming in from other countries, importing goods and things got expensive. I think some really good advice that a gentleman gave me on a plane when he heard I was an entrepreneur, he said, everything's going to take twice as long and cost twice as much. And if you can just expect that off the bat, You'll never be disappointed when it's faster or cheaper than what you thought it was going to be. And I always kind of have that in the back of my mind of always have a plan B, always have a little bit of extra budget because things will change. Absolutely. Now, when did Bunnybox kind of enter the picture? Yeah. So Bunnybox came in about a year later in March. And actually, we launched Bunnybox quite a bit earlier as a test and it didn't, it didn't really accelerate as quickly as Box did. But there were a couple of reasons for that. And again, teaching moment. So we shipped out like a box or two, and then we decided we're not ready for this. One, we didn't own a rabbit. So we couldn't be like the experts in the space like we were for the guinea pigs and say, here's why you should buy all this stuff from us. It's like, what do you know? You don't even have kids. You know, <laughs> like, what do you know? You don't own a rabbit. And just all of the push... You know, you have to move the locomotive for it to, to keep going. And we're still pushing the GPIG box. So we really couldn't expend a lot of energy that Bunny Box deserved. So we tried it for a month and we closed it up and we told people we would be back. And that's exactly what we did about a year later. Once we had all the kinks figured out, we relaunched it. And now it's at 50% capacity of what GPIG box does. So alert, another learning experience. It wasn't the right time the first time around, but Bunny Box came in. Um, March of 2022, it launched. So it's been around just about a year and a half now. And it operates at 50% of GPIG box. That's amazing. Now, is, yeah, it's great. is there anything I forgot to ask you about today that you think would resonate with our audience? Oh, man. I definitely feel like fueling your passions will, one, make you really happy. Two, make you feel like you're never working. And three, just really drive what you're trying to do. Because if I woke up every day not doing something I love, it wouldn't be as easy to have my focus on it, my attention on it, and my love for it. And I think people really buy... They buy your why. They don't buy your what. 
you know, you can say, you can go on social media and try and sell, sell, sell all day long, but people want to see that you really care about your pets and you really care about what you're doing. And I think us having a passion for our pets really helped drive this and show our social media that we were very, very passionate about what we do. And just doing something you love doesn't feel like work. So it's a lot of fun. That's amazing. So have fun with it. Absolutely, Nicole. Now, if I am an owner of a guinea pig or of a rabbit, what are the two websites I should go to? So for the guinea pigs, you want to go to gpigbox, like guineapigbox.com. And for the bunnies, bunnybox, B-U-N-N-I-E box.com. Absolutely, Nicole. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing all of your knowledge. Hey, thanks for having me. We can't thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing their knowledge and journey with us. We've got a lot to think about and potentially add into our own businesses. You can find all the links in the show notes. You can subscribe to the newsletter at honestycommerce.co to get each episode delivered right into your inbox. If you're enjoying this content, consider leaving a review on iTunes. That really helps us out. Lastly, if you're a store owner looking for an amazing partner to help you get your Shopify store to the next level, reach out to Electric Eye at electriceye.io. Until next time.